Live from BetQL. We're back in the sweat chamber, Mark, because don't look now, but the Chicago Cubs are up on the White Sox 7-8 in the fifth inning. And just like that, I might be back atop of, or not atop, I was never atop, but I might be climbing closer to the top of the BetQL editorial uh, tournament we have going on if the Cubs can hang on and win this. I love it. Watch out. Here you come. I, you know, listen, it's that that's the best part about baseball, man, is you think a game's under control and then all of a sudden teams start hitting bombs and it's it snowballs so quickly. Yeah, I feel great right now. This feels like a really long game though. We're only in the fifth inning. Started at seven for like today's baseball this year's baseball of shorter games with the pitch clock this is a long game i'd like to know how long this has been going on um but yeah that's great news for me cubs up not so good news for the Sox. and uh rangers are up 13 to 3 on the astros clobbering them giants up three nothing on the a's so there's the only three mlb games still going on tonight u.s women are still down one nothing to the netherlands in the world cup Things are not looking great for us there, although we do have a corner kick right now. Let's see if we can put something in there. It's warming up. Yeah, I mean, similar to our baseball bets, later in the game, things started to come through for us. Maybe a little later in this game. Oh, and we just scored! I should never be a announcer, because that was a terrible goal announcement. Like, that was brutal on my end. Don't ever put me on air for announcing anything. <laughs> Imagine that call at the end of a game. Uh, someone wins a championship, and I uh, do something like that. Embarrassing. But, yes, we're on the board now. 1-1, U.S. women. Now um, we just need to win Plus in regulation. Plus looks awfully good. It's looking great. Love that. All right, you're listening to Bad MGM tonight with Kate Constable and Mark Drumheller. Mark, we're going to head over to the NBA now because Jalen Brown just signed a massive, massive contract with the Boston Celtics. Over $300 million, all guaranteed. Uh, overpay. That's all I can say. Overpay. Did you really need to give make Jalen Brown the highest paid player in the league? For real? No. He's not even the best player no, on his I team. Mean- yeah, it's it's what the Celtics offseason in general to me has been mind-boggling. And listen, I understand. Like, I like Porzingis. Like, I think he brings a lot to that team. But when I watched that team in the playoffs and, you know, in that series against the Heat, I didn't walk away and say, you know what they really need to do? Get rid of Marcus Smart and bring in Kristaps Porzingis, and everything will be fine. You know, like like that was not how I looked at that. I, I just think when you look at this duo that they are obviously all in on with Tatum and Brown, I when it gets to the end of the game, it just doesn't seem like they have direction. They have a guy that they can count on. They have that you know superstar that is going to get the job done that wants the ball that's going to take the last shot the offense seems like clunky and you know i i don't know man so i just don't see 
how you could have confidence in them in regards to like winning the NBA championship, betting into that market with what they've done in the off season. And, you know, even the coach, they keep the coach around Missoula. I understand it. He needs time to grow. He's learning on the job. That's okay. But we're betting on next year, right? We're betting on next year. We're not betting on three years from now. We're betting on next season for them to have the second shortest odds in the NBA. I think it's a little crazy. I mean, I would rather I'd rather have be on Milwaukee at seven to one. You know, I'd rather be on Phoenix at six to one. The Heat still at ten to one. Are they going to get Lillard or not? But if they do, it's going to be a lot more value than the Celtics at five to one. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really understand the Celtics being second on the odds board to win the title without Marcus Smart. I mean, he's kind of like the heart and soul of their team. Uh, defensive player of the year two seasons ago, like your defensive anchor. Yeah. I'm they not high on Right? Not that Grant Williams yeah. is like, you know, a great player, but it's depth, right? You know? Yeah. Brogdon has this, you know, shoulder that, you know, they're saying yeah. he's okay. Okay, if he's not okay, then Derek Wade handles the ball, and if he breaks down and gets injured, right, then – yeah. You know, you're bringing in like Sam Hat, Peyton Pritchard, like like they don't seem as deep now, and I I don't know. I I just feel like we watched the offense and the issues with Tatum and Brown, and they saw it. It didn't work, and then they're like, okay, now we'll go all in and give them a ton of money, <laughs> and like really commit to these two players. And I don't see it. Like I think they need you know more pieces around them, but they're not not going to have the money to put those pieces around them now that they're doing this type of deal. Well, it's also just, I mean, if someone were to ask you who's the best player on the Celtics team, Jason Tatum, right? Like, yeah. don't even have to yep. think about it. But yet your number yeah. two is being paid significantly more than your number one. And I know, I mean, it just kind of depends on similar to the NFL, the Timing. last person to have a contract, like you know, it's going to just, money is going to keep coming in and those numbers are going to keep going up. But I was shocked when I saw that. I don't think he's worth that much. And then you have everyone on Twitter. I mean, you're paying all the memes of, you're paying a guy this much money who can't use his left hand, can't dribble left. I mean, he still has quite a few flaws in his game to be making guaranteed over 300 million. Yeah. And it's not, it, it is, but it's not just. I shouldn't say it's not. It's not just him getting. Oh, the US scored again. Let's go, baby. Cash app money. Two nothing. At Here we go. I was laughing because I was glancing over at the oh, odds after they scored the. Ah. Oh. I don't think it was. But I was glancing no. over at the odds before no. after they scored the last time, and you can get Netherlands at like it was like plus eight hundred, and I'm like, should really? I just hedge this, like you know, to make sure? Yeah. So I can hedge it, well, play it both ways. It? As long because as they don't tie at the end of regulation, I'm good. But it's um offside, so they brought it back. So can you still get Netherlands plus eight hundred? They got it. Yeah, I think it's eight fifty now. Yeah. Now the tie, I still lose. Like I'm still there's still exposure there, but you can kind of yeah you know hedge it. We'll see what it looks like at the break. You know, maybe I play it, but uh, you know. I'm all in on – listen, I made the bet because I knew they could come back and win this game, so I'm going to stick with the 260. <laughs> I, I like that. I mean, from the little I've been watching out of the corner of my eye throughout this show is they're kind of been in control this entire second half. They're coming back. They're putting another yeah. one in. It's not a – like and that. also, it's not a big enough 
you know, bet to where, like, I, I feel like I need to hedge, right? Like, it's not like, you know, it just played a bet. We're not losing we tons of money game. here tonight if we... We end up in yeah. the green on the night. That's what we wanted, you know, if we can hit yeah. this one. So, you know, make us forget about the Braves who let us down. That's really what it's all yeah. about. Braves uh, Braves were tough for us tonight. But, the, um, uh, but with the Celtics, like, they lose... You know, you brought up Smart's leadership. I, I think that's a huge part of it because it's like mm -hmm. what it does is it kind of like blocks them into these two players being the core, and I don't think they have enough leadership on the team, and they're not getting it from the coach. So I don't know. I just think it's a tough situation for Boston. I'm not sure what they're doing. I almost feel like that this was like not the original plan, that they had another plan that <laughs> fell through. And now they're kind of panicking, and they're like, all right, like we're going to stick with Jalen Brown. Let's give him a ton of money. I don't know. Maybe I'm misreading it. No, I, it, it does seem like that, too, because sure, they made moves and brought Porzingis in, but I feel like they got worse. I mean, I mentioned Marcus Smart, his leadership. Grant Williams, I mean, he's kind of that fiery personality. I mean, yes, it backfired on him with the Jimmy Butler stuff in the uh, conference finals, a little bit, but you need a player like that. Like, I don't think anyone on that Celtics roster was pissed at him for doing something like that because you need a player mm -hmm. on your team that's going to kind of be the chippy guy, and that's who Grant Williams uh, was. That's kind of who Marcus Smart was a little too. Do you think you're going to get that from Porzingis? No, that's not Porzingis's no. um, character. Not one bit. Uh, it feels yeah. like whenever something goes wrong for Porzingis, he just kind of goes to the bench and sits down and it's eh, whatever he's not going to get in your face and start talking things like that uh and also as good as jason tatum is as good as jalen brown is i don't think that they're enough to win a championship i mean they've kind of showed that over the last two seasons that they're not and if you're putting up those two against the top two in denver it, Jokic and murray or phoenix booker and kd um the top two on most of these other teams in the league, I would still take over Tatum and Brown. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it doesn't make Boston unbettable, but you just got to bet them in regular season markets, like bet their yeah. win total. You know, they're probably still going to win a ton of games during the season. They're tremendously yeah. talented, but the playoffs is a different animal. It's a different, you know, like it's more half court. It's, you know, you really have to be able to, move the ball around at the end of games and count on your stars to deliver. And I don't think that they're built to succeed that way. And I don't think what they did in the off season, you know, makes them more apt to overcome the challenges that they had this year. Well, it's also coaching and X's and O's and adjustments and all of that. And Missoula's just not there yet. It's not to say he's never going to mm -hmm. get there. He's year one as a head coach, but is he going to get there in year two? I don't think so. He got better as the postseason went on. We saw some growth in his decision-making, his timeout calls, and the timeliness of those. But I'm not sure that's going to drastically change in year two to where he's able to take them to the NBA Finals or back to the Conference Finals. And looking at the board here, I mean, the Bucks plus 280 sitting behind the Celtics as um, favorites in the East. Like, you have Giannis, who was just bounced in the first round last year, and 
is coming back pissed off after a long off season. Like I think the Bucks are going to be really good once again, and they're kind of at their window of needing to win now with the group that they have because Middleton's getting older, Drew Holiday's getting a bit older. Like their roster, their their window's closing as well. So I'm not, I'm definitely not betting on the Celtics to win the East this year. Now I feel like it's a movie where we saw the ending and now it's like, okay. And they're going to like, no, we're just going to run it back and try again. You know, and Porzingis helps, you know, it gives them more shooting, you know, from their bigs. But I I don't think that that was really the core of the problem. I think there's a leadership issue there and and removing smart only hurts that. And, you know, they just don't have that go-to guy at the end of the game. So we'll see how it plays out, but maybe there's, they got more moves up their sleeve. You know, I don't know. But I, I, I thought the commitment to Jalen Brown at that price was, you know, interesting to say the least. Extremely interesting. If if uh, the Sixers had given someone that much money, if they give if they had given Harden that much money, what would you have thought? Yeah, I mean, it's like blow it up, <laughs> right? You know, it's like you, just, you take one last shot, but it's you know what are you gonna do? But yeah, it's just a weird situation. I think like Boston at all the teams. I think has had the strangest offseason. If you just look at them over the past couple of years, like the whole thing that's happened with the coaching staff and Brad Stevens, and it's just – it's been – ever since Ainge left, it's been pretty pretty strange. Yeah, it's an odd move for Brad Stevens because I think of him as a very smart front office guy. Mm-hmm. And this is just – I just don't understand it completely. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe there's more to it, but I don't see what – I feel like they're boxed in now. That, that's the issue is the money like kind of boxes him in yeah um Damian Lillard possibly going to the heat still I mean that's still in the works uh it sounds like the Blazers are going to hold out as long as possible until they get what they want do you take the heat yeah, now almost, if you think they're go- he's going he's going there because I, I'm almost wondering like the longer this thing goes on if like other teams are going to be able to get involved here like if you know Lillard does say you know at some point like what if he says like okay you know I'll go to Philadelphia or I'll go to New York right and play with the Knicks and play yeah. with Jalen Brunson like maybe that's my best chance if they can't get this deal done with Miami like does he break and pivot instead of just digging his heels in on Miami when this thing starts doesn't go anywhere and we get closer to the season I I think that that's you know interesting but when you look at the odds board in the landscape of the east if it's going to be a team it's probably going to be one of those three right he's not going to you know say okay I'll go to Cleveland you know not that I don't even think or Brooklyn like I know Brooklyn was mentioned earlier but like I I don't see how that's going to work and even if it did I don't think it makes them contenders I don't see any scenario where they make a deal and all of a sudden we're talking about Brooklyn in the same vein we are Milwaukee right so I think when you're you're looking at the odds, it's really those, you know, three teams, you know, below Boston. Um, maybe the Knicks, if you want to take a shot and hope that they can, you know, turn something around and land, land Lillard. But um, it's a pretty long shot, you know, I, you know, from that perspective. Yeah, I don't think uh, going to Brooklyn, they're not going to be a contender even with Lillard there. And with uh, the Heat sitting plus 425, to win the East, I think that is telling us a little bit that they still have faith that Lillard's going to be there. Otherwise, I think the uh, uh, the Heat would be longer shots to win the East. 